to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Ramo Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Faith on Fire, the broadcast that's designed to ignite your faith on fire. And we were speaking on the subject uh, the last time and this time about something that Jesus came preaching. A lot of people gotten away from what Jesus came preaching. And again, he's the model. He's the pattern son, and he came when he started his ministry saying, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then over in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, he tells us, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all things will be added to you. And those things that were mentioned were things that pertain to life and godliness, food, clothes, shelter, and any other things. That everything in life that we could worry about. Right. So he said, now that you've been born again, redeemed, you're into the, in the kingdom now where there's an inexhaustible supply. He said, I don't want you to focus on those things. Focus on the calling, the purpose for which you were created. You know, when, 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 if we really believe that all things are possible through God and that he will take care of all our needs, then we don't have to worry about any of it. Right. You know, well, sometimes well, we forget that. Well, it's just simple. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. And also the scripture says we're, we're ambassadors for Christ. And if you think about it in the natural, an ambassador from another nation, he can go to that other country and be on their soil, and he don't rely on that government that he's in to take care of him. He, he relies on the, the sending government. Right. He represents the ones that sent him. Right, and, and they take care of him. He don't call the Soviet Union and say, hey, we're out of this, that, or the other. Can you bring something to the embassy? No, the sending uh, government, they take care of that, of, of that uh, ambassador. So that's what God's saying. We're his children now. We're his representative. We're children of the Most High God. He says, I want you to have that relationship knowing that I'm going to meet all your needs. Actually, one verse says your father knows that you have need of these things. Even be, You know, the great thing is yeah. he knows what we need before we even ask, before we even need to know that we need to have that. But, but here's the thing, though. We have to put faith in what God said in his word. That's what it really means that the just shall live by faith and that we walk by faith, not by sight. If God said, I'm going to take care of you, you got to, and he said it in his word. We got his word on it. It's in black and white right here. I'm looking at it. So now we got to. Put faith in that. Now, when I say put faith in that, put confidence, put trust, put reliance in that. That needs to be what we believe. Right. And and that believe there that you're talking about is an action word. It causes us to do something. I believe certain things, so I do something in response to what I believe. And that could be anything. You know, I believe that my wife's not going to poison me, so I eat the food that she cooks. <laughs> right? I mean, because of what we believe, we do. We act things. on it. We, we act, act on, on what we believe. And when we say we believe God, what it means is is that we're going to act on what we say that we believe. And now That's you're in faith. God says to Abram, "Go." And Abram believed God, and he, he went. went. 
you know, today, and, and there's Abraham, a lot of Christians in America today that would say, well, God, what am I going to do when I get there? And, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to speak the language when I get there. And where am I going to live? Well, well, and so we want to know everything before we ever laugh. Well, that's why Abraham's called the father of faith. Because you know why? Because Abraham believed God. And it was credited to him as righteousness. And guess what happens? When we believe God, it, it's accredited us for righteousness. And actually, we're already righteous. We were declared righteous when we got born again. So we have to put faith in what God says and make that our focus. And you saying fo- faith is an action word. Paul said in 2 Corinthians, I think it's 4, 7, he says, we believe, therefore we speak. We speak what we believe concerning what the father said. If he said it, that's what we're talking about. That's what our conversation is about. And when that's what your conversation about, if that's what you're always speaking about, you're going to have what you speak. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, what sort of things you say, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say shall come to pass, you will have whatever you say. Well, I decided to say what God said in his word. So does the principle work? A lot of people, we talk about naming and claiming no, I'm naming and claiming what God said. God says that he's going to provide everything that I need. And I'm saying that. I'm, I'm, God says there's nothing impossible for him. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, I agree with him, too. I agree with the word of God. Well, see, and, and <laughs> I guess this is the unfortunate thing is there are a lot of Christians who say, yeah, that sounds good. But in this particular situation, I'm not sure if it's going to work. God makes a promise and it's always good. When he says that he is sufficient for every need in your life. He is sufficient for He every went so far life. to say, the scripture said, Jesus said it, with God, all things are possible. So that tell me, with God ain't nothing impossible. Do you believe it? So there's the question. Do I believe this or am I going to fall back to my old habits of worry? Am I going to fall back to trying to figure things out on my own or am I actually going to believe God that he's going to do what he says? Well, that's what it means, to, again, to be in faith. And again, we're here to ignite your faith on fire. So this kingdom Jesus was talking about that he came to reestablish was what was lost in the garden. And I was reading over in Isaiah this morning. It says, unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government should be upon his shoulder. And the increase of his government, it shall be no end. He was referring to this, this kingdom of God, this system, God's way of doing things. Now, there's a God way of doing things, and it's found in his word. And there's a world way of doing things, which God tells you that the, the, the God of this world blinds the minds of those who believe not. He says, don't be conformed to this world. Well, that's that kingdom of darkness that we came out of. The scripture says it in Colossians. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. And right in the scripture that you're reading now, right before that, it talks about the world chases after all these things. Yeah, the world right. chases after what it's going to eat and drink and grab. You know, the old saying, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on a can. That's what the world's actually chasing after. And, and the world that teaches that. the most toys wins. You but, see but that he, bumper The sticker. world teaches that also, and, and they try to program you with that belief. Well, of course. With that, so that's why the scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. He means renew your mind to what I said, because you're in the kingdom now, so you should have a kingdom mindset. Remember over in, uh, I believe, Colossians, it said, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Again, Jesus is the pattern son, and the scripture says he's the head. He's the head of the body of Christ. His likeness. Right. That's what, and that's what church is all about. I keep telling people, stop trying to go to church to get mm-hmm. this feeling. Go there no, preaching inspires, but teaching gives you understanding. You need to, Proverbs 4, 7, it says, in all you're getting, get understanding. 
Get some understanding on who you are, the new creation. Because you're a new creation. Old things are past, all things are going to Find out who you are in Christ and then start walking that out. Yeah. That's what we go. That's what I tell people. You go to church. That's part of why we go to church in midweek Bible studies and why we study ourselves. And that's why God wants you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He wants his people to think differently than what the world has programmed people to think. That's why he said, don't be conformed. Conformed means to be fashioned after, shaped after, molded after. He said, no, no, no. Don't you guys be like that. And the scripture goes so far, he said, you were once in darkness, but now you're the light. Right. And see, and not only are we not to be conformed to the world, we're to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. We're to be changed. Conformed to the image and, of and, him. You know, we were, we've been talking about this at our church a little bit. What does it actually mean to an individual person to say that I'm going to be conformed to the likeness of Christ? Does that mean, well, I'm going to have to grab 12 disciples and start wandering around the country doing things? No, when we're conformed to the likeness of Christ, what was Christ like? Not what did he do, but Mm -hmm. what was he like? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. Well, I'm going to say like it and do, too, because the Scripture says in Acts, Acts chapter 1, it says, Jesus, when he came back, he began to talk about all... Let me let me just go to that real quick. So just keep talking, and I'm going to go to Acts, and I just want to show you something real quick over in the book of Acts. So we're chapter told one. to forgive. Forgive, yeah, yeah. That's kingdom way. That's kingdom. Here it is, right here. Acts chapter one. It says the former account I made to Theophilus that all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. This is Paul until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit was given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Apostles means first. He chose those 12 first and and told them to do something. Again, to do. Look, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he came back and he still was talking about things pertaining to the kingdom. That's Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through uh, 3. It talks about that. But it says, uh, the first part says that both Jesus began both to do and teach. So he taught, but then he demonstrated, he gave him a (laughs) hands-on. Remember, he gave him hands-on. See, when we're talking about being conformed to the likeness of Christ, though, what did Jesus do in the sense of how, who was he? See, I can look at Pastor Vince Haney and I can say, here's what he does during the day. But what, who is he? What is he like? What are his attributes? And so we I'm need to... i that they're Christ-like. What, <laughs> what, do we, what do we do with Christ? We're, we're to have his attributes. We're, we're to be forgiving. The Bible says to forgive. We are to be loving. God is love. And so I, I look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, the love chapter, and I tell people all the time, the reason why I think that that letter was written and why Paul writes those things is so we can know if we're acting in love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love has no record of wrongs. He lists all these things in that so that I can know that if I'm holding a grudge against you, I am not acting in love. If I'm being impatient with you, I am not acting in love. And so we can sometimes easily fool ourselves about what love is and how I'm acting in love. But if I can look, if I look at that list and I see that I'm being unkind, impatient, Mm -hmm. then I know I am not being 
in love. I'm out of com- you're, you're out of love. compliance, right? <laughs> and remember- so now, what what again is is compliance? What what is it? Not, it might be about what God says, or the world says, or even my own feelings. Sometimes, you know, just do it. Remember, what Jesus said, being- if it feels good, do it. You know how bad you could go wrong by doing what feels good. Well, the world tells you just do what you feel. If it feels good, do it. But Jesus said, friendship with the world is intimate. Against God, meaning God says, yeah, the world's programmed people through the media and other forms of uh, influence to do certain things a certain way. But in the kingdom, God, through his Holy Spirit, wants you to do things the kingdom way. And the kingdom way is totally opposite from the world way. And here's another thing about the kingdom way. The kingdom way operates by faith, I mean, and it runs by revelation. You have to have understanding what the will of God is, and then you just, it may not make sense because the gospel is not logical. We are, we can go into that. That's a whole nother study. Ain't none of it logical. It don't make sense, but it makes yes, faith. Yes, it does. It Lots makes of fa- virgins have babies. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It doesn't make sense to put to, to put a staff in some water and, and a part of sea. It doesn't make sense to put some mud on a blind guy's eyes. <laughs> you and know, I love see. that scripture. It doesn't, it doesn't make doesn't sense make a to call sense. a dead person, Lazarus, come <laughs> forth. It, it All of this stuff doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to take... Uh, two fish and five loaves and feed thousands of people. None of the stuff Jesus did. Or march did. around yeah, right. Jericho. It doesn't make any sense to send a teenager so, out so against So with Goliath. that, that's why with God, all things are possible. You have to know that, first of all. We have Christians. We got to keep that at the forefront of our eyelids, that with God, there's nothing impossible. See, and, that's and, it. You know, you talk about, I mentioned Goliath. Uh, one of the things I love about David there. He says, the God who saved me from the lion and the bear will save me from this Philistine. Mm-hmm. See, he knew who God was. He didn't care how big Goliath was. He didn't care how strong or tough Goliath was. He knew his God mm-hmm. was bigger than Goliath ever thought about being and that his God would provide. We don't fight nine-foot giants. We fight, you've lost your job. You you have your health isn't the best right well, now. Well, that could be your nine foot giant, right? That's that's the giant. Remember that you what face Jesus right said: now. if you have faith, you can say to this mountain or this nine feet giant, you can speak to him. If if you have, but here's what you need to speak to him: what thus said the Lord, right? Because that's God the only thing the enemy bigger. bounds down to. Well, he's bigger than all those things, right? That's why I can use his word. If he's bigger than those things. I can thus declare his word. And it doesn't matter if they're bigger than me because it's not about me. It's about him. That's what I use. And again, back to what I said, I can use his word. I'm reminded of the centurion soldier who came to Jesus and said, my servants at, at home sick with a palsy. Uh, would you heal him? And Jesus said, okay, let's go over there and heal him. He said, no, 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 no. I, I'm not worthy enough for you to come to my house. Just speak the word only. And Jesus like, Whoa, I ain't seen <laughs> such fate like this in all Samaria. This guy's like, oh, you know what me to do? Just speak a word from right here? He's like, yeah, yeah. Because he says, I'm a man out of authority, so I know what, how the power works. He said, I can tell this one. Go. And they go. So, again, our God is big. And remember, God and his word are one. It's like wet and water. So if God's big, all I got to do is use his word. And, and I'm going to prove that. Jesus, when he was had a showdown with Satan in the wilderness when he first started his ministry. Satan tried to hit Jesus with everything. Jesus kept on saying three words. It is written. He must have knew what was written because he was that's what he was declaring. That's what whoops Satan's butt. Jesus saying it is written. And us today, that's 
That's what you use your faith. That that using the word is called using the sword of the spirit. That's part of your spiritual armor. Draw near to God, and the devil yeah. will flee. Yeah, re- submit to God. Resist the devil; he'll flee for you. You know how you submit to God? Submit, bound down to the word. Use His word. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You have to know what God's word said, and you say that to your circumstance constantly. Just constantly. You just got to program yourself to. Respond in faith. When I say respond in faith, respond with the word. That's what Jesus did with the centurion. See, and that he didn't on. go there. He didn't lay hands on him. He didn't pray. He, he just gave said, the word. gave the word. He said the same thing to the to the wind that was boisterous when they was in the sea going to the other oh, side. Still. That's all he said. He didn't pray. He didn't go <laughs> speaking no tongues. He didn't do none of that. He just spoke the word. Well, Jesus was confident in his words. He knew he was speaking out of the spirit of God. Well, we have the Holy Spirit, and we got God's word right here. You know our model at Ramah, empowered by the Holy Spirit, powered powered by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the word of God. That's what we are. We're powered by the Holy Spirit. See, and it all goes back to seek ye first. What? That's, what, that's what kingdom folk do. Right. What, what, what is it that I'm going to do? How am I going to live my life? Am I going to seek after everything the world says I should seek after? And the world says that I should seek after all the money that I can find, all the fame that I can find, all the glory for myself that I can find, all the possessions that I can amass. The world says that's what you should be seeking after. And, in fact, God says, you know what? I know the world seeks after that stuff, but don't be seeking after it like the world does. In fact, Seek after me. Seek first my kingdom. And here's a prime example of, of seeking first the kingdom. And when I hear the word seek first, I, I, I meant, I, I take it as doing it the way kingdom folk do it. And I was just thinking of if somebody's got an illness, the doctor gave you a report, a negative report, or you feel something coming on. The first thing kingdom folk are supposed to do first, because they're filled with the knowledge of the Lord's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, they receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. They're going to speak to it first, and then you're going to go see a doctor. But you're going to speak, you're going to operate out the spirit first, because Jesus said it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and life. Well, since we're heir with God and a joint heir with Christ, can I use those same words, Jesus? Are they spirit and life for me? I guess they are if I'm an heir with God and I'm a joint heir with Christ. Meaning everything God's got, guess what? Since I'm his favorite child, I got that. And then I'm a joint. I got a double blessing. I'm an heir with God, and, and then I'm a joint heir with Christ. We can't lose with what we use, and we got God's word. So we need to first do what Mark eleven twenty three says, speak to the thing first, and then go do what you need in the natural. The speaking to it is the spiritual part. You know, I, I've been but to speak Mexico, the word of God. Mexico quite a bit. And in mm-hmm. Mexico, when somebody gets sick, something happens. The first thing they do is all pray. But you're supposed to, that's the seek you first. Then maybe they go to the doctor. In America, here's the way we do it. We go to the doctor, (laughs) and if he can give us a pill or she can give us a pill, then we're fine. If they can give us operation, then we're fine. If they can't do it. We use prayer as a last resort. It's a spare time. If if they can't do it, if the doctor can't give me a pill, the doctor can't give me an operation, the doctor can't give me a Then I'm going to call the church. Now I'm going to go to the church and ask them to pray for me. But it says in James 1. If anyone is sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them lay hands on them, anointing them with oil and the prayer of faith. Right. But that we means, don't do that That last. means this prayer, this prayer that of me believing God's word, that was going to heal the sick. But, and it, you know, you got to do that first, not yeah. last. But and, we do that last. I do it first. And it's not even just illness. It's anything. It's, it's 
you have a financial problem. You have a problem with the relationship. Go you have to daddy first. We go and try to fix it ourselves. If we are unable to fix it ourselves, then we might. Well, you pray. know what? That, that's now. See, now you're doing it the world's way. That's being conformed to the world. The kingdom way acknowledges the Lord in all our ways, and then He directs our path. We do it His way. We seek Him first. Remember, seek first. Seek ye first. So seek the kingdom's way first. And then you go do what you need to do in the natural. Pray and, and believe God for something, for a job, for example. Okay, you, you need a job, your finances are low. Okay, you do it the kingdom way. You pray, ask the Father for gainful employment and to lead to guide you and thank him for opening up the doors of opportunity for employment. Now, you did that part, the spiritual part first. Now, second is the natural. You need to go be, go knock on some doors and fill out some applications. Oh, no, I pray, and then I just land the couch. No, 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 and the money going to fall out the cellar. <laughs> no, you need faith without works is dead. You need to apply, put some faith behind what you claim you believe. Back to the centurion man. When Jesus, when he told Jesus, just speak a word only, I know my Savior will be, be healed. Jesus told him, go in peace. The guy didn't stay there pleading and begging with Jesus. He didn't take a nap. He went on home. And by the time he got there, one of his servants came and said, hey, uh, Richard Hoyt Jr. is healed. He's, and he asked him what time it was, and he realized it was the time that Jesus spoke it. So that's what the CQ first is. And, again, this broadcast is designed to ignite your faith on fire, and we want people to rely on God first. And that's where we need to come be as Christians, relying on God first. That's what it means to have faith in God, God I trust you as my Abba Father. I've been bought with the precious blood of Jesus. I'm not my own. I belong to you. You're my responsibility. It's just like your kids, Richard. You know when kids are little, they don't go to the neighbor's house and ask for no school money, for lunch money. Who they come to? First. <laughs> First. Right. Now, now, after, if you broke, yeah, they might go somewhere else. <laughs> right, 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 right. But they, they keep it in the family. And that's what God's saying. He says, come out to me. He just said it. Your heavenly father knows the things you have a need of before you even ask. He said, just, but just come and ask. I already know what you need. I want to hear from you. I want, I want you to, I want to know that you know what, the, what we have in, in, in our storehouses here in heaven. I want to know that you know that you're not a stranger to your covenant. See, but, and we don't have to sneak into his presence. We We're come his children. My, my kids never had to sneak into the room where I was. No. They, they came you know, they'll come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they come right on in. They don't even and, knock. Right, and that's the way it is that we are with God. We don't have oh, to sneak into his presence. We I, can come boldly before the throne, the Bible tells us, because we know that we are his children and he loves us and he cares about us. And there's, once again, nothing in our life that's too big, too small, that he mm-hmm. doesn't care about every aspect of our life. I, I like it. You know, he says that we're to be like little children. Little children trust their parents. I saw this again the other day in a store. This little girl was kind of dancing around. She was with her mom, and she was kind of dancing around. And then all of a sudden, she realized she couldn't see her mom. Oh, she got a little nervous. And then all of a sudden, her mom said, I'm over here. As soon as she saw her mom again, she was dancing around, and she was all happy because mom was right there. Because she trusts her mother to take care of her. That's how we are to be with God. We are to trust him in every aspect of our life. And that's where he wants us to get. He wants us to have more and more trust in him. And as you were just talking about that, 
asking God, and, and I was led to the scripture right here, close to Matthew 6, where our focal scripture is. And we know man put the chapter designation in, because when the scripture was written, it was just written. God didn't say pause right there and put chapter 7. <laughs> it was just written. But look what it says in, in Matthew 7, 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who acts receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. He didn't say it might be open. He said it will be open. And then he goes to say, Or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread will give him a stone? I don't think no decent man would do that. Then he goes on, Or if he asks for a fish will give him a serpent. Then he says in verse 11, If you then, being evil, compared to me, he said, If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would your heavenly Father give you Give good things to those who ask. Mm, good things. Healing, is that a good thing? Gainful employment, all those things that pertain to all life and godliness. That he talks about here before, right, right. first, all the things the world's chasing after. He says, I'm just going to give you those. He says, just come after me. Make love to me. Spend time with me, and I'll reveal all the things that you have in me. Jesus made a bold declaration, I think it's in Paul said, he says, you're already rich. You're already full. That's why he says, whatsoever things you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Well, what, what's stored up in heaven? So whatsoever stored up in heaven, I can loose it. I can shake it, shake it apart. Let the weak say I'm strong, let the poor say I'm Right, right. So God says, look, look to me as your source. And that's walking by faith. The scripture said the just shall live by faith. Well, how often do we live? Every day. So every day he says, live by my promises. Live by confidence or trust and reliance and hope in me. And it is kind of amazing that we can't do that. I mean, we see that throughout the scriptures where man has, you know, the Israelites, it happened all over and over when they were out in the desert there that 40 years. It happened even after they got to the promised land. We see this in people's lives all the time where they know what the Bible says. They know what that God says that he will provide everything that we need, that that nothing is impossible with him, but for some reason it's just really hard for us as well, people you know to what? actually you, you know believe why? it. You know why I meditated this and asked God that? You know why? Because we all came from fallen man. We all... Yeah, that sinful nature just wants well, to rise right, up. Right, right. It always wants to rise up. And we all we before we got born again, if you didn't start off as a kid being transformed by the renewing your mind, we've been programmed by this world system. And you know what this world system tells us? I took an economics class at one of the local colleges when I was in college, uh, and, and I took a business class. And one thing they taught in business was, of course, in economics, they taught scarcity. There's, that there's only so much in the world. The and pie there's is not, only a certain size. Yeah, right. Everybody can't get none of it, so you need to get your part. And then when I started studying the Bible, I found out that was a lie from the pit of hell because there's plenty. The pie was huge. Yeah, the pie was there See, was God plenty. can give you all his love. And me all his life. Right. You, you can't exhaust God. There's too much of it. And a lot of people don't want to ask God for anything because they think they're inconveniencing him. And we just read the scripture. You fathers being but evil see, know how to can, give good you gifts. You can get love and peace and joy and strength and courage and hope from God. And so can I. There's enough to go around. Well, we didn't get to plug the book. We want to still make this book available. It's a bestseller by author Drake Travis, Healing Power, Voice Activated. For any love donation to uh, Faith on Fire, we like to give you this book. So send a uh, love offering in to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, and we'll send you a free copy of Healing Power, Voice Activated. Healing Power, Voice Activated. Well, that's 30 minutes ago. 
If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.